Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode is Doctor Who Christmas Specials. My name is Jimmy, and when playing Combat Flight Simulator 2, which takes place during World War II, I once wanted to try out the playing the opposing side, and Five Star Sean told me I couldn't, so in my head I assumed that I'd be betraying my country and be labeled as a traitor, and maybe be listed on some sort of government watch list. My name is Jeff, and I could play the General Hospital theme song on a harmonica. My name is Dan, and when I was growing up, we didn't have a fireplace in my house. So every Christmas, my parents would take brick-colored wrapping paper and wrap one of our bookcases. Red. Wow. Red. No, it had, like, actual pictures of books. Oh, okay. Cool. Wow. Very nice. Jimmy wanted to be a little Nazi over there. No, like it was a uh, rabbit. Are we the baddies? <laughs> That's what a, I told somebody at work about that Mitchell and Webb look skit the other day because they mentioned something about it. Yeah. That's a really good skit. It was a uh, Japan. I wanted to try out Japan floor. Yeah. Smashy. Nice. Yeah. Japan I mean, they my did have those cool fighter jets yeah that's why i wanted to try them and then my dad was like no you can't but you can in the game <laughs> just, I was mor- like, just morally you can't yeah oh you could yeah you, but he wouldn't let you yeah he wouldn't let me ah yeah but yeah that was pretty fun i often yeah. think of them redoing that mitchell and webb look sketch at a trump rally that's how it came up at work it's like are we the baddies yeah well he was <laughs> talking about we like still talk jimmy into that show yeah. yeah that's been on the list for a while it actually was planned at one point great this wow. is very cool yeah, we pulled back the curtain, guys. The Iron Curtain. We suck at this show, guys. <laughs> Every week on Talk Me Into, we have a segment that we do called Talking Ourselves Into. Just a little fun thing that we've been doing for the week. And then this week, I have been talking myself into, and kind of like the past like month, I would probably say, the Instagram Explore page. Um, mm, okay. so, um, it, it's this whole like subsection of, of, uh, Instagram that I've sort of that. like, yeah, it, it just kind of, it's curated to like things that you like. And, uh, I don't know how it knows what I like probably because I've looked up stuff. I don't know. But, um, a lot of like retro video game things are popping up and like people are posting like these like staged pictures and stuff. And it's just like a lot, a lot of mine is like just video game stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been enjoying it. Um, I'm going to pull mine up and Dan, you pull yours up too. And let's see what ours are. (laughs) Sometimes it'll be like some Ninja Turtle stuff. And then it'll say like large heart on collider like this, which is pretty funny. You're talking about when you just hit the search search. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just something fun that I'm exploring. Mine is quite a collection. Mine is TikToks of attractive women. (laughs) Uh, David Tennant, Doctor Who. There's a She-Hulk there. Uh, Magic cards. Yes. There's a lot of uh, scantily clad women <laughs> and a lot of magic cards. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mine is a picture of Blake Lively in a low cut blouse, a picture <laughs> of Tegan and Sarah. Okay. A Mad Men meme, um, a picture of 
a woman in a see-through shirt. Mine is somebody nice. with no arms and legs being held by his girlfriend. Hey, cool. that's nice. Yeah. That's a picture cool. of an artist's rendition of a possible future Spider-Man suit. <laughs> <laughs> We're cool. It's very on brand. Mine is a meme that says Adam Sandler isn't funny. That is funny. <laughs> it's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's sort of what I've been uh, talking myself into. It's when I'm bored at work and not doing anything. I went through a time period where I was into this a lot, pretty yeah. bored. Just going through it and uh, seeing some things that's curating for me. Now, especially, it's gotten a lot like TikTok, where it's like really curating it for you. Mm. There's a Ninja Turtle that looks like E.T. <laughs> it does, yeah. Creepy. Yeah, it's very cool. Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? Mine's kind of a repeat from uh, Talk Myself Into I did well over a year ago, probably. But uh, because of coronavirus and things shutting down and my life being hectic, I haven't really uh, done it at all this year. Go to the dentist. What? Okay, so that I did go to the dentist. Oh, and I, I do, thought I got it. I do need a root canal, but that's not my talking oh, to. Ooh. Yeah, next week. Cool, guys. Yikes. Um, no, uh, talking myself into turtle comic books because it's the uh-huh. only uh, series that's still on my pull list. And I looked back and I don't think I've gone since last December. We're currently recording this on Halloween. Mm. So uh, it's been like 10 months since I've gone to a shop. And, you know, comics for several months this year were kind of put on hold. But the last Ronin issue one just came out, which I've been looking forward to. It's been delayed a few months. Um, I did have an issue put aside, but I heard that there were availability issues and allocations. So I contacted Richie's Comic Cabana and they were like, we got it for you, bud. I was like, I'm coming in to pick up all the books you've been holding. And yep, I did have like 13 Turtles books. So it's been a while. <laughs> so fun. yeah, I bought all those. I read The Last Ronin. I still have some catching up to do on the other comics. But yeah, comics are just a format I love. Ninja Turtles is a franchise that is dear to me. And uh, yeah, I gave money to a business that I told them I would give my money to. Huzzah. <laughs> classic okay is that on the bingo card huzzah is it it should be because he says it (laughs) far one time uh, (laughs) every two years is enough yeah dan what are you talking yourself into uh mine is uh sort of themed for this special holiday episode uh just to give you a little bit of background though as jeffrey said we are literally recording on october 31st yeah yeah, it is did you say as jeffrey said or as jeff Reset. No, as Jeffrey said. Okay. Uh, so this is not going to seem as dramatic when you're listening to it because it's Christmas. But in our world, it's October 31st, and I'm talking <laughs> myself into buying Christmas presents. Oh, yeah, wow. I'm literally looking at your window, and there's three pumpkins on a stoop with help written in what they want us to believe is blood, but mm. I know is in easily cleaned paint. So yeah, I'm I'm in a little bit of a fixed budget. You know, I gotta watch my spending. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't do this thing like that you know everyone's like giving me a hard time in my life like oh it's too early to think about christmas but i buy like one or two christmas presents a week and it'll take me right up to christmas and i never have to do a big money drop yeah that's i've good. done it this way the last couple of years and it's pretty fun the only hard thing is you have to sort of get yourself in that mindset yeah where you're thinking about like oh what would this person like you know things like that so i just started it's going well so far i bought some cool stuff i can't say any of it because a lot of my family listens to this podcast <laughs> but yeah i encourage you guys to uh start early don't get stressed out by a big bill the week before Christmas. Big bill. I like it. You hear that, big bill? Yeah. We're big, not We're not afraid of you. Big Billy Clinton. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when I said big bill. <laughs> There's other famous bills. Oh. 
All right, guys and <laughs> dolls, <laughs> we're here to talk about. All Are right. you talking me into guys and dolls? Because yes. I'm down for that. So bri- at the end of our uh, last episode, we briefly talked about why we're doing this episode. But if you didn't hear our last episode, I'll tell you now. Talk me into was started to force each other to like things that we like because we're friends and we want to like the same things. We don't want any different thinking, all the same thinking. We want to just be Jeffrey Uberalis. That's his that's his slogan. <laughs> Ooh, Uber Eats, I'm hungry. Uh, yeah, so Jimmy and I planned to have Dan watch two seasons of Doctor Who, which were great. And he was eventually talked into it. And Dan, you mentioned before, but how much Doctor Who have you watched in the last two years? Like 12 episodes. So not a lot. I haven't yeah, seen any of the yeah. new doctor. We were hoping no. he'd like fly through it. So Jimmy came up with the idea of like the only Christmas thing I like, cause we're trying to think of a right. thematic is the, the doctor who Christmas specials. And I was like, that's a really good idea because some of them are very Christmassy. Yeah. And so, standalone too, which is nice. Yeah. Some of them, they just use the Christmas special as like, here's the first step. Like Spyfall was a new year's right. episode. And Skyfall? No, James Bond? Spyfall. Very confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Brits. So um, I I don't know how much you want to talk about Doctor Who here, but Dan knows what Doctor Who is. We love Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. It's a almost 60 year old science fiction franchise where the titular character, the doctor, uh, Dan sleeping right now, uh, regenerates uh, his his, their form into uh, new actors, which is a way to. keep the show keep, going keep it going yeah he's a time traveler travels through time and space with companions and friends and fans throughout the years and uh every year since the relaunch in 2005 they've done uh, a festive special now they're kind of new year's it used to day. be yeah it used to be just christmas oh i think they're... i did watch a couple of these yeah you, you, you watched one that we're not adding on here yeah which was really dumb with a christmas tree that was like a bomb or something yeah yeah so, so some of them technically wasn't the pilot a Christmas special too, or took place during Christmas with the mannequin people. Yes, it wasn't a Christmas special, but yeah. So Jimmy yeah. and I, we picked episodes Uh-oh. that are not lore heavy, so you could just watch them if you just know basically what Doctor Who is about. Yeah, you'll know what they are, mm-hmm. and pretty standalone. Yes. So we picked three episodes. Pretty easy to get through. Okay. Um. The first one is Voyage of the Dam. It stars the 10th Doctor, David Tennant, released in 2007. My, yeah, that's one of my favorite Christmas specials. That's one that I picked. There's okay. like a uh, Titanic in space. Yeah, um, very cool. My favorite Christmas special is from the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith, from 2010, A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. This is just a straight up modern sci-fi Doctor Who adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Okay. So it's the classic story you know with that timey-wimey twist. Mm-hmm. And then the third episode we picked is from 2014, uh, starring the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi, Last Christmas, mm-hmm. starring... Wham. No, but that's the joke. What's yeah. it? Nick Frost. Oh, right, yeah. Right? That's his name. Is that, is that the one that we're doing? I thought you didn't like that one. Oh, which one are we doing? No, Last Christmas we're doing. I don't know. <laughs> Last what? Christmas is a good one, but I don't remember if it's the Nick Frost one. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, 
You gave it away. You gave it away. And yeah, Nick Frost as Santa Claus. Oh, that is the episode? Yeah. I thought you didn't like Which that Which is one. funny because Nick Frost is like a Santa Clausy name anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, we are doing this one, and I picked Nick this Frosty. one be- because it, it falls into our parameters of being right. standalone, being thematic to Christmas, and I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. I, a lot of the earlier episodes I've rewatched so many times, but this is one I've maybe seen two times, yeah. and I I haven't watched it in a few years. You should have given me one of the Jodie Whittaker ones. I was interested. There are no Christmas ones. They have a New Year's one. No wonder the real fans hate her. They have Resolu- Revo- yeah, Resolution, yes. which was... A good episode. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Spyfall, which was like I said, they kind of just wasted a spot because like it aired on New Year's Day, but it was also just the first episode of the next season. Yeah. So there kind of was none. Um. But yeah. Question. Yes. Since the Doctor is British, shouldn't these be Boxing Day specials? <laughs> nope. Because they celebrate Christmas as well. Yeah, but British. So we're gonna have Dan watch this. And, um, are these, where are these available streaming? Are they still on Amazon Prime, or did they all go over to HBO Max? They're all on HBO, on Max. HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I can get them. You can. You can borrow mine. If not, I have them all on Blues. Okay. Blues or Rizzles. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited for this because I want to reinvigorate Doctor Who with Dan because <laughs> I think he really needs to actually get through this because yeah. I just have crippling anxiety over not being able to watch so many things so you guys are just hurting me even more but, see I don't like that because he watches like dumb stuff he doesn't even care I about I don't anymore really wow. now that I don't have cable I'm like only streaming good things but I just don't have time I, well, this I is the do good thing. too this is much. The good thing to watch. Daniel, you're doing too much. Watch one show a day. It's Doctor Who. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mrs. Stern. I agree. So I'm going to watch those three episodes and we're going to spoil them when we come back. We right? sure are. That's how this show works. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Tardis out. Tardis out. Four, Okay, fellas. All right. Oh boy. He did it, Jim. He did it. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the, the air. Oh, how they pound, raising the sound. Or Hill and Dale telling the tale gaily. They ring while people sing song of good cheer. Christmas is here. Ding dong. Ding. There's words to that song? Yeah. A lot of words. I thought I just went. Are you ever going to be better, Dan? You've been coughing for since before we recorded this podcast. Every single episode has Dan coughing in it. I've been told that it's allergies, but none of the solutions have helped. I just hope you're okay. I mean, it's upsetting. Voyage of the Dam. Yeah, we watched some Doctor Who for Christmas and we're going to be spoiling them. Yes. Yeah, from 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them was the Capaldi yeah, no, one is more recent. 2014. Yeah. So this this Damn, takes place in between uh, companions Martha and Donna. So there's no real companions here. So yeah. I, I, there's nothing you're missing out as far as like the overall arc goes. In right. I, I gathered that. Um, so I was going to comment on this a little bit later, but sure. I will say that since you're bringing up companions, um, he sort of gloms on to this woman. Yeah. Um, yes. What's her name? Abigail. Astrid. 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 Abigail's yes. in uh, okay. the next one. Uh, and uh, that's fine. I have my issues with it. But I will say in the first like third of this episode when he mm-hmm. doesn't have a quote unquote companion. Not as fun. The, really? The doctor, <laughs> I feel. Well, he's he's still kind of broody, but it is a Christmas yeah. episode. So he's trying to be cheerful. Um, so in the context of the series, he's kind of like masking his sadness. Mm, he, he seems lonely. Yeah. 
and wow, he's just sure. sort of like wandering yeah. around looking at things like he i feel like he needs someone to banter with yes absolutely um yeah. and maybe they did that on purpose but i also think like mm-hmm. it's sort of a crutch for the writers well this was written by russell t davies who is the showrunner and he did a lot of like the emotional character mm. stuff with rose so cool. i think it was intentional i probably don't think he should brag about it just where this episode is going okay so the idea of uh they're on this spaceship that is modeled to look and you know be like the titanic correct yes uh in space orbiting the earth earth and uh the opening like welcome to christmas is that's such a doctor who <laughs> oh intro. totally yeah. yeah like it's just ridiculous and over the top and stuff so he's on this cruise liner thing he doesn't really know like i i guess like he sort of ended up there by accident. Like the TARDIS just like it crashed, it crashed into the TARDIS. Into the, yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. It's whatever. Um, the first thing that I really notice in this episode is Murray Gold's score. There's like yeah. a symphonic jingle bells and it really makes it feel Christmassy. And like, even when he's walking through the Titanic, you hear the winter wonderland, some lady singing it. Yeah. I will say out of the three that we watched, mm, I take that back. I was going to say this feels the most Christmassy, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, think that's the case, but um, uh, I love how, like we were talking about, the doctor always manages to find the one very hot, lonely crew member <laughs> yeah. and just make friends with her. Yeah. Um, you mean the internationally famous pop star Kylie Minogue is attractive? Oh, is that her? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I just know that, like, how come the doctor always finds, like, this single woman who just wants to travel? You ever notice that? <laughs> he, he oh, just, yeah. He's got a nose for these people. Like, if, mm-hmm. I mean, I actually liked, um, see, I'm bad because I haven't seen doc, the doctor in a long time, but I liked when he went up to Rose. Nope. The other one who turned him down. Donna. Yeah. Cause he's always like, would you like to travel with me? And they're yeah. always like, yes. And she was just like, no, I have a life here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool. Uh, but yeah, he like de- definitely like links up with this Astrid woman who of course wants to see another sky. Oh yeah. Um, the aliens are all British sounding, which is a thing that happens. Uh, but I do like how that's, that's because of the TARDIS. The yeah. TARDIS does. Uh, yeah, I know they explain voice that but, but I wasn't necessarily complaining about that because one thing they do with that that I like is uh, and I don't know if you guys really picked up on this. Probably Jeff, because he's more of an Anglophile. But the uh, the more high to do members of the crew and passengers mm-hmm. speak with very posh accents. Oh yeah. But the yeah. passengers who like won their tickets yep. and some of the crew members, the wait staff and stuff, they're just from like Cardiff. Yeah. They whatever. have like yeah. Cockney accents and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was pretty and well. They're like done. the yeah. most American too. They're just like, yeah. Yeah. Their idea of like, uh, cheap. We were told to dress not, like in earth, uh, formal wear. So they wear like fancy cowboy yeah. costumes. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. decked out in sequins. Yeah. Really funny. Um, I like how, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go through this huge no, like no. plot wise, but basically they're like on this ship. Uh, the Titanic is this about is bef- to get hit by asteroids. Yeah. Before this happens, they, there are like, uh, it's basically like a destination thing. And the destination is earth's Christmas and learn about it and experience yeah. it. I like when they go down to London, um, the effects of all the doctors prior Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like, screw-ups have actually affected the way yeah. london works yeah and people are like afraid to go out on christmas i really like that about the continuity of it and you that guy that says it wilf he becomes a character later on he in the is show. a fan favorite and also one of my favorite the news guy yeah yeah just out of nowhere he <laughs> yeah. like comes back and Weird. he's so awesome yeah, yeah. Uh, he becomes very important yeah 
I uh, I mean, as as soon as I heard that this was the Titanic, I was like, okay, that ship's gonna sink. Yeah. Um. So it's destined to happen. Uh. I also. So as Jeff said, like, there's a sort of creepy captain who's like telling everyone to go enjoy themselves and shutting off the shields and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, this is disaster waiting to happen. Um. But more so than the vibes the captain was giving off. Uh, there's these robot hosts that are giving off some creep vibes. The heavenly hosts. Yeah, there's always so a corny. weird, corny, evil robot yeah, I know, that doesn't so emote. Great. I'm like, the first, the facial sculpt on them reminded me a lot of like, I don't even know what they're called, but like the weeping. Weeping, weeping angels. angels. Yeah. Similar. This yeah. is prior to weeping angels. So yeah. I was like, I bet you they're going to be bad from the minute I saw them. Mm, but no, this they? isn't uh, prior weeping angels, actually. This is a uh, post- you're right. Uh, that's in season three. You're right. Oh, Jeff yeah. just got out. Yeah, I got. I got. That F was in a. Da- a that was a um, Martha. Martha episode. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. And then, so I got creep vibes from the captain. More creep vibes from the robot. And then I see the video <laughs> monitor saying, "I'm Max. Max I'm Max." I'm and I'm like, course. "That's a villain." If I ever saw one, <laughs> it's it is way over the top and comical. Yeah. Um, that's what I love about the Russell T Davies stuff. It's so over yeah. the top. Um, so basically they're on a quest from the point of the asteroids hitting the ship to get the doctor to, and the survivors to, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, the, the bridge so they yes. can like take control of the Titanic and I don't know, land it safely yeah. or something is the goal. So it's basically just like one of those types of episodes where they're, they're encountering the hosts who are trying to kill them with their spinning halos, which was just horrendous. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's. It's charming. Oh, so you say. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple like great character moments that I've never noticed before, though. Like, um, uh, the captain basically says, "Like, oh, I was promised uh, an older crew that's done their time and stuff like that, because then he won't feel as bad killing them." I I did like that, but I will say some of the character moments in this felt excessive. Like, I mm-hmm. felt like this episode could have been a half an hour long and fine. Like, we get a whole backstory about um the fat couple's phone bill. <laughs> um, I don't even remember that so I think maybe you were just reading too much into it no there's a whole scene like a five minute scene between the couple where she's like I They're racked like up 5,000 right? yeah. credits to win these tickets are you mad at me and he was like no I love you and I was like you're both gonna die before this episode's <laughs> over that's true um, I mean I, like it or don't like it I kind of like that every character in this has sort of like an arc because not a lot of things do that they could just be like flat one-dimensional characters and then so, they're dead and it's like whatever and in the last season of doctor who they try to do that in some episodes like orphan 55 yeah. and it is atrocious so you guys are going to ask me at the end if you've talked me into these episodes so i'm going to tell you just off the bat i i hated this episode <laughs> really it, um because oh, wow. i can't talk about it any longer without like criticizing it like those character stuff that character stuff may have worked um in if these characters were around for more than this one episode and also if the performances were better this has some of the worst acting i've seen on any doctor who mm, you haven't seen a lot of doctor who then <laughs> well like even um is david tennant right yeah. yes i love his doctor like yeah, out of great. what i saw previously he was like one of my favorites um this is the worst performance I've ever seen him give. Like some of his weird screaming at camera was Oh, like, it's great. That's so what I love candy. about he's him. Like, it's so over the top. He's like, Astrid! 
dead. Like at the end when he's walking away from an explosion. And then oh, yeah. The heavenly hosts fly him up. I was like, this is so <laughs> that great. Was really it's funny. so stupid. I love it. Uh, the worst stuff for me in the episode by far, though, was Balakavalata. Yeah, that, I don't I don't like it. either. Yeah. And for some reason, he's a cyborg. Why? Because we need a weapon. Like, oh, man, guys, this is, I know you have a lot of love for this, <laughs> this show, but just like as it's. On its own, this so you is a don't, very bad episode. You don't episode. like the absurdity that if the nuclear drive goes, half of the Earth will be destroyed and they have to save that? No. Uh, <laughs> it was so it's canned. So, I know, but it's so bad. And like, th- then Max is like a head and a giant robot It just thing. feels like they wrote this it's like so campy. one hour and 20 minute episode as if it was a whole season just crammed into an episode. Well, so like special. you're supposed to care about, yeah. care about story arcs and yeah. stuff and you don't. More like a movie. I mean, when you're watching Doctor Who like on TV, the specials are usually in between seasons. So I get like that. you're just, you're sort of like sitting like and waiting. To yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. This uh, this has like one of my favorite tenth uh, Doctor moments when he's just like talking to Astrid in the beginning, saying that like he's a like it just was a defining Doctor moment, saying like yeah I'm just a stowaway like I I have no money to my name yeah like, that I just stuff like was to travel cool. and- I definitely think the first third of this episode is better than the rest of it. Mm. Um, is Max a reoccurring no. character? No. See, all this just feels like too isolated like there's no connection to the greater storyline um they try to make you care so much about astrid when she dies but you just don't you've yeah, known I mean, her for 40 minutes i don't either um yeah whatever i'd rather talk about the next two okay well let's talk about the next two we're going to 2010 a christmas carol and it is a doctor who take on the classic of christmas carol with matt smith the 11th doctor and dumbledore yeah yeah so um I felt a little thrown off in the beginning because this one clearly has more direct ties to continuity. Because you don't know Amy or Rory yet, so yeah. like, but it's very, very minimal. Yeah, all you need to right. know is they just got married. Yeah, and they're not in the episode. No, they're no. Not. Um, so basically, the um, I I recognize Karen Gillan just because I know who she yeah. is and I knew that mm-hmm. she was a companion, so I I get put that together. Those are some pretty funny jokes when she comes <laughs> out of the honeymoon suite, dressed up like a cop. Yeah, like, that's pretty adult. Yeah. yeah, and they're commenting on like, don't look at her skirt. Yeah. Um, Angry Dumbledore. I mean, you gotta love Angry Dumbledore. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. Sardic. He's he's good in this episode. Right away, the acting is like much better in this it than is, the previous yeah. one. Um, yeah. every time that I like. Because, like, I'm probably the most familiar with David Tennant as a doctor, but mm. every time I see Matt Smith, I'm like, he's such a good fucking doctor, he's man. Great. Sorry, Sorry Jim. Jim. But yeah, I actually wrote a note about that. This is my first exposure to Matt Smith as yeah, a doctor. Yeah, as a fan, yeah. And uh, I liked him. He's less, uh, like, cool. He's, when, he's, like, more nerdy and awkward. Right. When David Tennant said i don't want to go and he goes to regenerate i cried oh i cried and then as soon as matt smith was like i'm a girl i was like no (laughs) but then i just loved him instantly yeah why does he say he's a girl because he has has long hair hair. oh yeah so like i watched that as it happened and i was like oh no this is gonna be bad and then he's (laughs) awesome i love matt smith yeah yeah um i i had to laugh at the whether you call it the mcguffin or whatever uh, a lot of these doctor who adventures are put under like a time constraint like mm-hmm. something bad's gonna happen in right. x amount of time so there's exposition dumps yeah usually. but uh i had to laugh because is this like the world's slowest crash ship crash <laughs> yeah. like, we've only got an hour i'm like an hour 
do you know how like things happen when they fall to earth that's a long time it might be different in sardic town yeah um i thought dan was gonna hate this because like fish floating and then an organ <laughs> that like plays music that controls yeah. clouds yeah so i did hate all that stuff <laughs> but what i will say is that what this episode got right that the other one didn't is the emotional heart yeah and i, I totally. th- think a lot of that comes down to performances like i actually did care about i'm bad at the names in this episode but um sardic sardic I cared about his plight and his arc because he was portrayed by a good actor. Yeah. And um, this was uh, Stephen Moffat, right? Sure was. Yeah. Um, And I I just thought um, the way that they showed how. Okay, so there's a lot of time jumping in this episode, which is what I love about this. This is such a time travel heavy episode. Mm -hmm. But the way they they portrayed the effects of those backwards jumps on the current old man. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. was really well done. And you, you only pull that off with a good actor. Cause you can see it without being told that he's a little bit kinder, like each time. Yeah. And, and the doctor even says like, you don't remember this. It might be a little jarring, but mm-hmm. you're forming new memories. And he's like, I do remember it. Like that happened. Yeah. Which is cool because, uh, we don't see a lot of interpretations of time travel like this. Yeah. Uh, most time travel in like TV and films follows like Back to the Future role, rules where there's like schisms and alternate universes created and stuff like that. Right. So to see how someone is changing in real time based on the doctor's workings is pretty cool. And I like how they took the ghost of Christmas past and like that's the doctor. And that's yep. most of the episode yeah. where they're using time travel to, you know, change his soul. Yeah. Rather than just showing he's act he is showing still, but in a different way. This yeah. was such a good idea for their first Christmas special it too. So because is. uh the eleventh doctor is such like a whimsical like you know, that goes out throughout like all like Amy and Rory's um like uh arc throughout their time on on Doctor Who. Uh about like how like the doctor's like this the mystical man or whatever. It's a fairy he, tale. He's a raggedy doll. Yeah. It's like two and a half seasons of a fairy tale. Right, yeah. And uh, it was just perfect. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Uh, as you said, the Doctor is the ghost of Christmas past. I guess Pond, Amy, is the ghost, yes. ghost of Christmas, Christmas present. Yes. Yeah. But I would also argue that um, this episode is Abigail, right? Yeah. yeah. Abigail was sort of like the ghost of Christmas present because mm-hmm. he spent all those Christmas Eves with her. And then there's the big one where they go to visit her family. Yep. And it's sort of like a slice. It's almost like in the original Christmas Carol when Scrooge visits... You know, yes. Tiny, Tiny Tim's, Tim's family. Yeah. He's like the other side of how his greed is affecting the world mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then the twist that the old man is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. That really, yes, the doctor is showing the young Sardic or whatever his name is, uh, what he's going to become is what yeah. finally changes him. It's sort of like a nice twist. Um, like the only thing that could actually change you is your own self-awareness. So he couldn't like force him to be nicer. He had to see it. And then it becomes even more of a twist that uh, he's changed him too much. He can't even use the machine anymore to fix the atmosphere. And so I honestly like tried to ignore like what the problems were <laughs> yeah. because they made like zero sense. No, yeah. like, this is all like, about characters. And, and, and character I wonder if because the woman that they cast as Abigail is like a famous opera singer. Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't know if like he wrote that fix because they cast her or they were looking for somebody who could sing to be an actress i think they were just looking for an excuse to have to have him thaw her out one last time yeah 
um, so that he had to experience like the sacrifice of losing her and stuff. I mean, there's so much dark stuff in here too. Like you have to freeze a family member as security. So like he keeps the sharks out of the town Yeah, and like just keeps control over people. That's so dark. But then like it's contrasted with like the whimsical humor of the doctor, like accidentally marrying Marilyn Monroe. Mm. It's just like (laughs) such silly time travel stuff. Or losing half of his uh, screwdriver inside the shark. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just balanced so well in this episode, like the raw emotional aspects and just the really silly, funny stuff. Yeah. No, overall, I think um, this one felt the most Christmassy. For sure. Because this is honestly more of a Marie Gold score too. I think it's so good. So good. Yeah. This is my favorite Christmas special of Doctor Who. I like it. Yeah. Um, so it seems like all of these Christmas specials end with it like suddenly snowing, but this one, most of them, yeah, this one felt like nice. Uh, it also reminded me of the, in the regular doctor series where they're like, it's snowing. No, it's That's ash. ash. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh, this is kind of like a little sweet twist on that. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was a good one. Uh, last Christmas, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. So this is an angry doctor. He's a, yeah yeah but th- over the course of his arc he softens and that's kind of the point so this is like kind of in the middle of his character yeah because he journey. did not seem like he was having any of the fun that previous doctors have. <laughs> yeah he does i mean he does a lot but in this episode it's more kind of just like yeah peter capaldi is a great doctor my favorite one he was very jarring when he uh first regenerated and a lot of fans didn't like him um for, I think, a good reason, but I think over time you start to really love them. Uh, there's a lot of things that are jarring about this episode, and it made me angry until I realized that they're supposed to be jarring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, one, it opens up with someone named Clara, who I don't know about. But yeah, so this is, the, this is like the most lore heavy, because you have to know Clara, you have to know Danny Pink. But overall, I thought you would still like the side. I mean, I think from the context, I grasped that she's a former companion. Current companion, yeah. Okay. Well, well she wasn't at the beginning of the episode. Right, yeah. Yeah, she was. I don't know. It made it seem like she wasn't going <laughs> to nope. be back with him. But whatever. Uh, and apparently her boyfriend or her love interest had died sacrificing yes. himself. Yep. Um, Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, um, <clears throat> I said... My first note was, why is the doctor so mean to Santa Claus? <laughs> um, it is funny because it's like they have a history together. Yeah. And like you just assume that they do because why not? Because he's the doctor. Yeah. yeah. And then um, so there's that whole beginning, which is like whatever. It's like she wakes up and Santa's on her roof and stuff like I that. I thought it was also like when I was first watching this, I'm like, oh, man, of all the people on Earth, Clara's the one that meets Santa. He's been so good, and the doctor's companion happens to run into him. Yeah. Um, did you like her as a companion? It's twofold, because there's kind of two character arcs she goes through, and at first I absolutely hated her, and they sort of shifted her, and then I liked her. Yeah, so I would it, agree it's with It's that. really weird. This, this episode is kind of in a weird spot. I think it's when I liked her, though. She also started with Matt Smith and then went into Peter Capaldi, yeah. which is a little jarring, but I have to say that, um, you know, first impressions or whatever, she has none of the um, girl next door appeal that a lot of the companions have, which is like, oh, these are like regular women who are attractive, but also like could exist in the real world. She's like a supermodel. Yeah, she's oh, super yeah, hot for sure. Um, <laughs> but she does. She she grows on you. Well, let's get into where things get weird. So we get the theme song. And then 
we're dropped into a completely new environment, new yeah, storyline. Right. And I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. I'm so pissed that Jimmy and Jeff gave me an episode that is like a second <laughs> half of another storyline or something. And it wasn't. It's totally self-contained. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what is happening here? Who are these people? What is the infirmary? Well, that's Doctor Who. We didn't know when we saw that episode either. Right. But I didn't know that you didn't know. Oh, right. I yeah, legitimately I thought that like they've been here at a prior episode no. and like had experienced these characters and stuff. So I'm like, what the hell? Um, but that made it even more rewarding at the end right. when you find out that it's a dream. So you're just dropped in. Right. And you sort of just gloss over those things. And that is the effect that I had. Like after a while, I stopped questioning because I was, you know, inferring things and stuff like that. Right. Um, I, I don't love Nick Frost as Santa Claus. Like I like him as like for the star appeal and he's like pretty funny and stuff. But yeah. he doesn't seem like. I don't know, old enough or warm enough to be Santa Claus. He kind of yeah. seems like a jerk Santa Claus. Yeah. But um, I just thought it was funny that he's just trying to save Christmas, which yeah. is funny to me. I like um, I like how heavily influenced by other things this episode like is. Like Alien? And the guy There's even comments. There's a horror movie named Alien? Yeah. Yeah. He's you like, wonder this, why people this is the plot of Alien. Um, with the dream crabs and they mentioned like um face spiders in a christmas carol too oh oh so this is things where fans are like are they related or is, are, is he talking about dream crabs yeah um there's also and i don't know if they intended this going into the episode but a lot of um starro from dc comics a villain from dc yeah heavy starro vibes that. so this mm-hmm. they put the star thing on your face and it induces you into like this very happy dream world mm-hmm. while it like controls you and kills you and stuff mm-hmm. um so i like that. that i like yeah. the whole interplay with uh the doctor trying to convince clara to wake up and i love how she didn't want to because she's finally back with danny yeah yeah and th- like those kind of parts really get me like it's super emotional um so we find out that um she's in a dream she wakes up but we find out they're probably in another dream this infirmary doesn't exist mm-hmm. none of them really know each other and santa shows up again yeah and then the idea that santa is sort of our subconscious warning of the implausibility of this dream world yeah it, that's really smart because it coincides with right. it being Christmas, but it also is just like he said, like the Easter Bunny. It's like yeah. this figure that all of us it's know. It's a common theme that linked everybody. Right. We all know Santa, but we also all know that he's not real. Spoilers, guys. <laughs> so the <laughs> Sorry, idea, Eddie. just the idea, like even Santa says, he's like, you're in this world and then Santa shows up. That should be enough to tell you that something's not right. Right. Um, so I like that. Um I thought the introdu- the randomness of the introduction being intentional to represent that it was a dream was like such a good twist. I I didn't see that coming partially because I hadn't watched previous episodes. Right. Right. So when that happened I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "They if I was a Doctor Who fan, I would probably have had a more of an inkling that something was up earlier on." Mm. But because I hadn't seen anything prior, I was like, "That's really smart." um this is just this is just a really good like sci-fi story it's not it is. it's not super christmasy no i was gonna say this feels probably the least christmasy of the yeah three. for sure yeah um but i will say the moment that santa rescues them and uh <laughs> it's like merry christmas and they all like fly away on a sleigh <laughs> so, <laughs> that's pretty christmasy it's so great and just yeah. like the doctor's face when he gets the reins he's just so happy <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's fun they're like bantering that was back such like a good doctor time. like that's such a good um uh, 12th doctor moment too because like 
as fans <laughs> that were watching that season, he was just basically a curmudgeon that entire season. Yeah. Um. So it was it was nice to have a little bit of whimsy back into the Doctor. And, and the part where he's like, "How do you get all that stuff into your sleigh?" And he goes, "It's bigger, it's bigger on, on the inside." inside. And then yeah. like his reaction to that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. I I will say that this episode brought about some existential dread that I've experienced. <laughs> Uh, only like once before um, which is in Inception and it all can be boiled to one line when, when Capaldi like looks into camera oh dude I know and says like every time uh, we never really know if we're awake or not and I was like that's true <laughs> <laughs> we're living in a video it was game all a dream <laughs> yeah and then like when that one lady wakes up and she's in a wheelchair I was like oh man yeah that's pretty pretty tough uh, yeah does the sassy one who works at the shop, does she become reoccurring? No, I don't no. think so. Oh, none, of, she, none of them do. She screamed like a future companion or something. I could see that, yeah. But um, yeah, overall, I thought uh, this was really strong as a sci-fi, you know, just weird, like, short film. Um, it had Christmas vibes, but it didn't feel necessarily like a Christmas special. It, it felt a lot like a bottle episode until we break out of the infirmary. right. right. But yeah, it was cool. So overall, three Christmas episodes we gave you. Any final thoughts on those? Yeah, my final thoughts, um, I had a hard time deciding whether I was talked into it or not because they don't necessarily feel connected enough. Um, right. They're not necessarily supposed to be. <clears throat> right. But they, I don't know how to describe it, but they're so different. Yeah, they're so different. The doctor is different in each of them. Um, the quality of writing and acting and the style and genre, they just feel like you talked me into three random episodes of Doctor Who. I uh, get that. Which yeah. is difficult. Uh, I also have a question. How many other Christmas specials are there? There's been one since 2005. And with the exception of the last couple, like like I said, some of them fall on christmas and they have nothing to do with christmas they're just like an arc between or they're like just lore heavy or some of them are like dr mysterio was like set on christmas but it has nothing to right. do with christmas and recently like there's been a new year special and then like the season premiere was on new year's day but it had nothing to do with holidays at all so ballpark are we talking like five more three more ten uh, more tw- twelve. Oh, okay Maybe hmm. maybe ten if you take out a yeah. couple random ones. Okay, and you've already seen a couple earlier ones. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. that's pretty much it for my overall thoughts. I like I said, I I wanted to speak pretty frankly during the segment because they they are so different. Um, so I think overall, like the second two were strong for different reasons. Yeah, uh, the first one I just really didn't like, uh, and I would hope that there's not a lot more like that. <laughs> But yeah, I think I'm ready for you guys to... I have some more stuff to say after. All right. right. Uh, Dan, did Jimmy and I talk you into Doctor Who Christmas specials? Yes. Wow. Yeah. What what made it a yes? What made it a yes is that there's not a lot more. And also like... I think I would watch these around Christmas time. I don't know that I would it's watch like fun. every yeah. one of them or something like no, that. No, but it, like even BBC America, they always run Doctor Who marathons, which yeah. is just random Doctor Who episodes or like for that week. Yeah. So you can just put it on in the background if you're like. It's really nice. Yeah. 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 I think I would check out, especially like I would say to you guys like, oh, what's another good two or three or something yeah, like that? Yeah. We yeah. can do that for you. <clears throat> but um. <laughs> It's an easy way the for Doctor me to... Doctor Witch in the Wardrobe is good So, so you guys mm-hmm. know, we said in the I first like part one. of this episode that 
I enjoyed Doctor Who, but it's still very daunting for me to like watch from the beginning. Yeah. So I think this might be a nice way to touch touch base with that character in that world. Yeah. Um, they did feel self-contained enough that I didn't care that, like you said, that I didn't really know Amy Pond and her yeah, like, husband I mean, and stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, the snowman might be mm. a little more difficult to understand what's going on. Uh, Doctor Witch in the war- Wardrobe that Jimmy just mentioned uh, doesn't get a lot of love, but it is Christmassy. It know? is Christmassy, yeah. That's what I like about it. Cool. I think I'll definitely uh, check some more out now that we're uh, in the Christmas season at the time of this airing. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, rent is next week. Yes. Because it's New Year's. We're not gonna pay. We're not gonna pay. We're not gonna pay. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't go up. <laughs> We're not gonna pay. Next year's rent. This year's rent. Yeah. We're, we're Last gonna, year's rent. I don't rent. know what's happening. Rent, 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 rent. Jimmy and I are talking Jeff into rent. I just saw it on the list. That's why I said rent. Jeff, I don't know. Yes. rent is rent. a musical based on La Boheme, an opera. Yeah. So what about movement? Yeah. It's told in the course of a year and New Year's is featured prominently. So I was like, hey, let's do New Year's thing for Jeff for New Year's. Yes. Have you seen it? No, don't know anything about it. The only thing I know is that you just sang that song. Okay. That's good enough for me. We we haven't done many musicals, but this we is We haven't a good done one. any musicals. This is the one that's uh, special to me. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. So Jeff, next week we're talking you into the film Rent. You can see it streaming somewhere, I think on Showtime or something. Yeah, we'll find it. Yeah. In the meantime, yeah. Jeff, <sighs> where can you find the podcast? Talkmeinto.com if you want. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. You can just find us. We're places. Yeah. Patreon.com slash talkmeinto. We're on YouTube. You can watch us cook together. We're supposed to be on Amazon Music, but I never got a notification, mm. so I don't think mm. we are. Twitter <laughs> at talkmeinto. Instagram at talkmeintopod. Dan, where can people find you personally? on the internet you could find me on twitter under the name danny underscore breakdown and check out my band on instagram it's old o-l-d-e underscore dogs d-o-g-s music you didn't no, add the music. that's only the website oh that's okay. why i get confused you made it worse jimmy <laughs> all right jimmy where can people find you you can find me at son of a fitch music on uh just kidding <laughs> it's at son of a fitch on twitter instagram and youtube where i'm going to be doing a whole lot of stuff around this season on the youtubes Hope you're enjoying it. Jeff, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-F-27. Jeff Jeff The number 27. Yeah. That's pretty good. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into? I'm just staring at Jim. I don't Jimmy. know what you're doing. I don't know I what pointed, you're doing. I, I thought we were going to throw it, and I point to Jim, and he's guys, just looking at me. Guys, next. Have yourself a merry little Christmas with the Yuletide logs. <laughs> merry Christmas, everybody. Sure. Crack corn and I don't care. He do. He do be cracking corn. Um, what's a fun fact? <laughs> it would be nice. Why do you something Christmassy?
today's the Christmas I don't have episode. a Christmas one. Don't don't do that. I don't. Have I'm doing one. I'm a Christmas thinking. talk myself into. Okay, that's good. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll do a Christmas fun fact. It's it's literally Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have a Christmas one? Let me think for a second. Okay, I got one. Okay. Jimmy, you're our toy boy today. You want me to start it? Yeah. We, we me and Dan did it today. Okay. We do be starting. We do. Sometimes we do be. Feel like Thanksgiving. Dude, what are we doing? We could be making a million dollars right now with Man, I Feel Like Thanksgiving. Wow. I wish Jimmy recorded that. That was probably the yeah. best song we ever sang off pod. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. It's gone now. Forever. Man, I feel like Thanksgiving. Give me a drumstick. <laughs> All right, Dan, start this episode love, or start this segment. I love that we're recording a Christmas episode and we're talking about Thanksgiving and we're not even at Thanksgiving yet. Yes.